Okay, guys, today I am joined by two-time Scotland's strongest man and one of the biggest prospects in British strongman, the incredible Tom Stoltman. Tom, thank you for joining me, pal. No problem. Thank you for having me on. I look forward to it. Uh, I've been looking forward to getting you on. Obviously, we had big brother Luke last week, who I know has been a, a huge influence in your career. Um, you guys are, are so close, and I think people really, that comes across with the way you guys are with your YouTube and the social media. And, you know, I think it's been clear to see that you've looked up to Luke for, for throughout your career, really. But you sort of, you sort of slid above him, and, and, and you're the man now. But to take me back to when you first started was it watching Luke that got you into it or was there anything else before that that you really thought you saw something and it just made you want to do this stuff uh, well from a young age I used to actually watch it with my dad you know the Marius Puskanovskis, Derek Poundstones and uh, I was never into the gym I mean football was my life back when I was from literally the day I could walk till about 16 17 all I did was kick a ball so uh, it was when I seen the likes of kind of Derek and uh, Puskanovsky, those physiques, you know, like six packs, uh, veins all over and could still lift what they were lifting, I was like, yeah, that's cool. So, uh, yeah, it was kind of just, like I said, through secondary school, through uh, primary school, just football. And then I think it was when I was about 16 years old, Luke kind of, I, was, I stopped playing football and was getting a bit chubby. Uh, <laughs> I was in the, on the Xbox all the time and Luke kind of just said, I'll come and uh, come to the gym, uh, and I was built like a twig then anyway. So I kind of was like a bit, bit worried, you know. A lot I thought all the girls, boys would just you know lift more than me. So I kind of went for about a week or two, and then the pain my body was in, like you know, I was still trying to play football, and still going to like college, and I was just like, I can't, no, I can't keep this up because I can't function day to day. So I basically quit after two weeks. And, were, uh, they, were they sort of beasting you through some like horrible workouts or yeah I mean like Luke said like from day one I mean Luke took me under his wing and I wasn't like a lot of my mates were going in and they were just doing arms and chest but I was straight in at the legs and deadlifts and, <laughs> and, you know so I was feeling that kind of extra pain but it was then more when uh, Luke did his first Scotland or second Scotland Strawers man uh, I went down with him and like seeing him kind of c- competing to uh, like in the gym, it was a totally different kind of uh, aspect, you know. Like I, I could see it live. I could see these guys were lifting like logs, stones. They were superhuman instead of just being in a gym lifting kind of the dumbbells and kind of stuff. Yeah. So after that, it was like that day I was like, you know, Jesus is what I want to do. So then we found like a gym up in Inverness, uh, like half an hour from us, and that kind of you know, had the logs, the stones, all the kind of fun equipment, which then Luke took me under his wing and showed me the ways through all throughout the kind of, when I was 17, all the way till now. So, yeah, I think I competed. I think my first comp with him was 18 when uh, I made him win Scotland's strongest man as well. So that was kind of the pinnacle of it then. That was when it kind of started to, you know, work together and compete together, so. Nice, oh, awesome. It's, it's it's a cool story to see two brothers to be. I mean, there's there's other brothers that are great. The Lalas brothers are, are two fantastic strong men. There was the Samuelson brothers back in the sort of nineties, oh, yeah, I guess. Um, but but you two are the first two that have both made the final. That must be pretty special for your family. Yeah, I mean, obviously my mum passed away, so it was kind of an bit an extra kind of bittersweet moment as well. And then having my dad there, 
like my mum and dad travelled everywhere with us and having my dad kind of at World Strongest Man, like the biggest show in Strongman and uh, like Father's Day being on the final as well, it's quite, a, it's quite a surreal moment, you know, like you could see the emotions in the videos on Instagram, Facebook, you know, it was kind of like myself and Luke were over the moon that we got there, you know, we kind of went there for the finals and that's what we done and then you know, my dad, the Sinead, Kushi, they're all like emotional and it was a really, really special moment to kind of, that was kind of probably one of the biggest moments in the strongman, seeing the two, two of us making history and kind of putting our name firmly on the map as well then, so. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been brilliant. I mean, obviously for myself, it wasn't a great strongman show mm. I had to, to fly back, but I, I would have loved to have watched and, and seen mm. you guys competing in that final. But obviously I was, I was keeping close eye on what you were doing when I was yeah. at home. But um, now we want to want to see you move on to bigger and better things. Yeah, well, obviously with the the lockdown just now, it's a bit hard. But you know, I've still been training, and hopefully, Worlds goes ahead this year, and it'll be just podium as a as aim this year. And I think, you know, with who I've got on my corner right now, it's possible to do it. So. Well, I think with the, the, the results you've had over the last years, no, a couple of years, and the, the progress that you're making, the, the people you've taken into your team, and, you know, the, the experience you've got now. Because I, I think a lot of people put a lot of pressure on you when you were a bit yeah, younger. There was, I mean, I, I've always thought you could be really good, but I like to let the youngsters sort of develop. Because I've seen, I've seen a lot of good youngsters that just vanish after a few years. They sort of burst onto the scene and then two or three years, they, they can't handle it. People have put too much pressure on them and then suddenly they start to crumble. And you, you probably, was it Britain's a couple of years ago? You had a disappointing yeah, was, result. Yeah, I came, I basically came last and didn't finish the comp and kind of, you know, walked off. But then that, that was the best thing that kind of happened to me because, you know, that's like you said there, you know, you had all the big guys saying, oh, Tom's going to be the next big thing, but I had to prove it. And, I like stepped away from the sport for a, a month or so and kind of got my head kind of mentally strong. And since then, it's kind of been a big wake-up call for me, that kind of moment I came for even from Britain. So. Well, it's quite, it's quite funny because a lot of people, they always see the, the positive results. It's easy for people on the outside to look at the good things that you do. Yeah. I, I know from my own career, some of the disappointments have actually made me better because when, when you're winning, it's easy to think you're great and you're doing stuff. Yeah, yeah. But those disappointments, they, they make you hungry. You sort yeah, of think, I don't yeah. want to feel like this again. And you could yeah. see that when you came back. You just, I mean, you just smashed every single competition you've done since, pretty much. You're always being talked about now. You're threatening for a podium in, in, in every show. I mean, you've been on the podium at the World Ultimate Strongman in Dubai, which was with you and Luke on there again, which is brilliant. You're on the podium at Brits again this year. I guess that's, that's a show that you're going to be looking to win in the next year or two? Yeah, definitely. I mean, like I said, uh, well, Britain's this year kind of was a 50-50 prep as well. And then after Britain's, I, you know, changed nutritionist. So I went with that Nathan, uh, pro body coach on Instagram. So, you know, I went with him and, like, I kind of wish I went with him before Britain's because, like, well, the kind of stuff he's kind of, like, taught me and uh, the way I've kind of excelled since... February time has what's, been. What's he changed with your diet? Uh, well, like my older kind of diet was more. It was kind of really strict, you know. So it was a lot of kind of chicken rice, chicken rice. Or like a bodybuilder, a bodybuilder. Yeah, yeah, so I wouldn't really have like carbs before the gym. But with Nathan, it's kind of he's using carbs to you know fuel me. So uh, I'm always I'm always having a cheat meal. I don't know if you see on Instagram like the pancake blowouts and yeah. double burgers, double chips, but. 
you know, we use that as fuel. And that's what he says the key is, is, you know, we're not bodybuilders. We're, we're there to, like, you know, lift heavy weights. And I always have kind of the an hour and a half before the gym is my biggest kind of cheat meal. And every day that's how it's been. And that's been the biggest kind of uh, change I've seen. The energy I have in the gym, the strength's gone. You feel the, a lot more energetic when you're getting in the gym then. Yeah, and then it stays as well. It stays at, like, 100% instead of crashing. I don't crash anymore either. So it's just... And some of the stuff, it's just the kind of meal timings as well. Everything's just going through the roof with him, which is a great, great uh, thing to have. So. so quickly tell us then, what, what kind of numbers are, are you lifting in the gym? Because obviously this year, is, I mean, we saw what you did with the incredible Atlas Stones. Let's, no, let's talk about that actually first, because the, the feats of strength was, was, a, was a, like a, a diamond in the rough, I feel, with like the, the terrible situation that's gone on around the world. You know, there, there's... There's more important things than strongman, but for guys like us, this is our career, you know. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. we didn't have anything to compete for, so I thought it was great that the World Ultimate Strongman put these events on, and you doing the Atlas Stone—that was just absolutely <laughs> incredible. It must have felt pretty good. Yeah, well, it was really good. I mean, like you said, when Wush kind of came to me with the idea, uh, it kind of because I was going a bit like, you know, my mental kind of health was going down a bit because obviously the gyms had closed. I was on kind of form with the training and stuff, you know, just came back from America as well, which the, I broke the record there. So everything was kind of on and up. So when that, when they said about lockdown, I was like, you know, gym in the garden, it's not, <laughs> it's not really a thing I wanted to do. But uh, when Mark and Don approached me doing, you know, do you want to do a world record at the stone in your gym? I was like, yeah, you know, and they wanted me to do the 300, but I wanted to kind of play it safe and kind of, you know, get a 286 done first and then, see from there but yeah it felt uh I mean it was probably the best training cycle I've actually ever kind of done you know I didn't miss that I didn't miss a stone lift in the gym uh the whole cycle and everything was kind of like bang on so you know it made me really confident and uh so yeah it was like I was I felt like on the day was probably the most confident I've ever been in like lifting an Atlas stone. So. It was it was great to watch, but obviously I was doing the commentary and it was just like, <laughs> okay, that was easy. <laughs> it was like, come yeah, on, Tom, make it at least look hard. But um, I mean, it, it obviously was hard. You know, it was, how heavy was it? Yeah. 286 kilos? 286, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did it, did it feel hard at all? It, it looked maybe at the very, very top. It just slowed down a, a fraction. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I thought it was going to be harder off the ground because that's kind of my, been my weakness of stones is off the ground, but, uh, you came up the, off the ground so easily. It yeah, just yeah. Like, it's, uh, so, yeah, um, I kind of thought it was going to be like maybe Arnold's, you know, kind of, but it slowed down at the top, but that's to be expected, I think, as well, you know, with the kind of weight of your full levers and that you're extending that with that much weight. But, yeah, apart from the kind of bit at the top, it kind of felt as, well, as light as it should have been. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know, because I've never lifted a stone that heavy. I think the, yeah, the I most I've ever done... I think once I lifted a, a 220 stone and probably that was probably to a low platform. Um, but yeah, I've never, I've never even, I, I did once try and lift a 250 stone off the floor and I pulled something <laughs> in my hamstring. So I'll, I'll leave that stone lifting to you. Yeah. What, what do you, what do you reckon is possible for you? Are, are you going to try the, the 300 and then, then more? Uh, well, well, I mean, I, there's talks of the feats of strength series two and stuff hopefully going to happen. So if I can, I'd like to get back with them and obviously Atlas Endurance have made a 304 kilogram stone. You know, that's waiting for me. So um, I think just now is the best time to do it because I don't have any other competitions and, you know, 
I'm not pushing my body like hard on the deadlifts, squats, etc. So, you know, I'm kind of confident and ready. I mean, uh, so yeah, I think I think my next goes three or four, and then uh, I want seven hundred pounds would be a like a good good thing. And seven hundred pound, and then that might be me for like you know a wee while till when the comps start back up again. But yeah, yeah well, I, I was going to ask you about that because obviously um, the, the records are brilliant. And, and right now, you don't have the comps to focus on, so they're a good time to go for it. But when the competition starts up again, I take it they will take focus for you? Yeah, 100%. I mean, you know, a world record is nice, but, you know, world's strongest man, Britain's strongest man there should always come first in my eyes. So it would just kind of be going back to the stone runs because I don't think I can probably do a stone run in under 20 seconds right now. So, you know, <laughs> I, you know I mean, the stones we've got at the gym just now as well, I've kind of... Uh, they're starting at like 120, you know, so we don't really have anything lighter than that. And it goes 120, 180, then 250. So it's a, you know, it's that's a massive jump. That's a hell jump. of a jump. Yeah, so you've so, got, you got nothing in between those? No, nah, not yet. I mean, uh, we did have some Spartan ones, but they got a bit old and, you know, chips. So we kind of, Atlas and Judas are making us some. Uh, they're they're the really field. nice, they're stones, aren't they? The Atlas yeah, and Judas, they look really nice. Yeah. But that's the heaviest lift. The hardest ones are 180 to 250 because of the massive jump, you know. Yeah. So <laughs> you've, got, I, you've got a 120, a 180, yeah, one, a 250, yeah. and then the 286. Uh, 265, then 286, yes. Yeah, so. okay. <laughs> yeah, so you, no. you should set a competition up then. Anyone, because there's, there's talk of a lot. I mean, there's some good stone lifters about, you know, yeah. Brian Shaw's an incredible stone lifter. Thor, yeah, yeah. if he's going to focus on strongman still. Uh, Lissis is a good stone lifter. Um, Kiliuskowski. That would be a hell of a run, seeing, yeah, seeing yeah, if yeah. anyone could do that. That's it. But, I mean, no, we're going to set up a wee run as well, like just you know at the end after this record like the 250 to 300 see, see what happens with it but yeah. you know I just like I don't have any other yeah, lighter stones just now because there's not really any point you know but yeah. when it when it kind of gets back to the competing I'll focus mainly on the you know the events that I have to of do but, yeah you know. so do you do you think you're the best stone lifter in the world that's what I was going to ask you because obviously there's other people that that think they are and um, you know Brian Shaw has been a brilliant stone lifter for years, but the last couple of years you've you've sort of been beating him. Um, yeah, well, uh, well, the record for me, I mean, like I've obviously come up against Brian and Woos uh, Worlds, and I don't, I think that was it. And I, I kind of, I beat him in both of them ones, and then I think because I've got the world record, and then like the Woos ten stone run, and then like you know the fastest run at Britain's and stuff. And then hopefully get it at Worlds as well this year. That would kind of be the icing on the, you know, cake having uh, all the stone kind of world records. You know, the Al Blair stones as well. Even though that's not straw man, it's still a it's still a, yeah, a, a stone, stone record. record. Yeah, so it's kind of I think I'd like to think I am. I mean, I know I'm the best at lifting heaviest the heaviest stones, but I think with stone runs, like it would be good to see like me and Kilikowski, me and Brian, or like proper head to heads of that. You know, that would be a good. Thing like in Giants Live to do kind of stuff like that. I, I was I can't remember who I was talking to about it. It may have even been Luke last week, but I was talking to someone about maybe you know how they do the the stone eliminator at World's Strongest Man. No, 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 no. I think that's a terrible way to to, to go to the final. But no. how cool would it be to see that as like a tiebreaker event? Yeah, if, like if you were joint on points. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Say say the final of World's Strongest Man came down to like you and Brian Shaw. Head to head on a on a two hundred kilo stone back and forth. That would That'll be, be that be, would be, yeah. that would be an awesome way to, to really. When it's heavy, I mean, 
it'd be good if that was like a heavier stone, like you said, 200, you know, that would be a, a better show as well for the people because like you can rep and rep and rep a 180 stone. Everyone yeah. can at that level. So, you know. Was it um, 2017? I think Belsack did 22 reps or something. Yeah, or <laughs> even this one, World's Dispassion, uh, Novikov and Trey as well, they did like 17, 18 reps, I think there was. Is that so, you know? it's, it's, it's not my favourite way to see people go into the final, mm-hmm. you know, and that's not because, you know, I, 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 I'm up and down on stones, but I, I, I don't yeah. think it should be any one event. I think the whole performance yeah, is yeah, more yeah. important, but yeah. they, they try and do different things. But for you, it's not bad, knowing that if yeah. things do go badly, I've got that banker. <laughs> do you think that? Like, when you go into the comps now, do you think, well, worst case scenario, it's going to come down to the stones and I've got that? Yeah, I mean, that's what... I kind of did it at Worlds this year. That's why, like, I kind of hit them hard in training because, you know, like, everybody was on the same boat and, you know, yeah, people were moaning and stuff, but every single athlete knew that it was going to be a eliminator, you know, and uh, I kind of took that to the whole advantage. But I, you know, I, I was getting told it was going to be a 200k stone, so I was doing it in training with 200 to, and then it said it was 180, so... I was I was really happy when it said that. Like, so. <laughs> you did it didn't even matter in the end for you, did it? You didn't need. No, nah, I mean, no. Nah, uh, but like, the thing I was worried about is I was using stone sleeves. You know, I had never used them in my life, so okay. it was Brian Shaw that helped me with them. So, like, I was going out and I was like, you know, I, I usually do skin, so I was petrified. But after the first few reps, it, you know, they didn't move because I've seen like Luke use them. I've seen a few people use them and they've moved. So I was like, you know, hoping yeah. that it was. Wasn't going to do the, the sleeves are awesome, but if you are sweaty and stuff, they they can. Yeah, yeah. You you just go like mano a mano, just no nothing on your arms, just just yeah, go yeah. there. Do, do you get the nasty nasty marks up on the forearms? Yeah, I do, but my I think it's leather skin now, so <laughs> you're just used to it. Yeah. <laughs> if you're lifting 300 kilo stones, you, you're not worried about a few little no, marks no. on your forearms. <laughs> Listen, Tom, I want to talk to you about the the, the kind of autism side of things because um, yeah. uh, I've I've mentioned this before. My my stepson, he's autistic, so seeing what you're doing to to help, you know, people that don't think they're they're capable of achieving big things, I think it's been brilliant. So you know, tell, what was it like growing up with with the autism and the Aspergers? Uh, so I think I was diagnosed at kind of an early age. I mean. I think it was, I'm just going to say like seven, eight years old. It was that kind of early. I mean, uh, it was, as I think as a kid, it was harder because my dad worked away a lot uh, on the rig. So he was away maybe two two months at a time. So it was really only my mum and then my my brothers and sisters. And um, it was, you know, like I was going to go, I was going to shops and kind of like, smashing everything you know putting my hand and thinking it was normal behavior you know and then like my brother beside me would just be walking you know beside my mum and dad and people would kind of stare and be like you know why is this kid doing this and uh so I kind of kept autism was kind of quiet you know throughout my kind of early years even in primary school I mean I got help out of school it was a lot of my uh, bigger sister she kind of became chairman of the like Asperger's around the Highlands. So I went to a lot of after-school clubs and clubs for kids that had like additional needs that she ran. So that was a massive help because it kind of, I was just with kids that had the same problems as me and kind of knew how, I, like what I was going through. And like, I was, I was kind of like the minor of people who had much worse than me, you know, but um, yeah. And then in primary school, <laughs> I mean, it was harder in primary school because I got no help. I mean, our primary school had about 150 people, so it was tiny. 
So I kind of had my group of friends who I was there from P1, primary one to primary seven. So it was just the same lot of people. I wasn't getting any, there was no new people coming into the school. I wasn't getting mixed up with groups. So it was always the same kind of group of people. Um, and I think it was primary five, primary six is when I kind of started getting kind of really bad out of school. That was kind of when I was, you know, like the heads down were all the time, uh, not talking to people like out of my friends and family. Um, just different behaviours that people were like, started to say, you know, like, why is Tom doing this? Why is Tom doing that, etc. And then, and then the hardest was primary. So from my school, we did like a two week transition week to academy. And uh, that was when everything kind of started hitting on. That's when I kind of knew what like autism and stuff was, you know, I was old enough to know kind of, like I, I was still had my head down, you know, and everything, but that was, because I was going from a school from like a hundred pupils to six, 700 pupils. And it was all like four or five primary schools, you know, coming in. Yeah. And that was then the kind of time I kind of was like, whoa, this is, you know, this is too much for me. So, but it was, my mum and my sister were like, I mean, I had like a lot of work outside of school, so they kind of helped me as much as I could. I mean, I couldn't sleep over at my friend's house till I was about 13, 14 years old. You know, I used to try and go to sleepovers. That was one of the hardest things. I used to try and go to sleepovers at my mates and... Yeah. By midnight, I'd be like, oh, I want to go home to my mum. So it's that. And again, they would be like, you're 14 years old. You know, why Why do you want to go home to your mum? Yeah, so yeah. again, that, trying to keep that we, a secret. We, we, like, we, we, we've had that, you know, with Lewis. He's, yeah. he's just turned 11 and he's, got, he's going to secondary school, obviously, yeah. in September. And, and, he, and he's the same. And it's just, there's certain situations where it's quite clear that, I guess, still a little bit childish. You know, yeah, it yeah, takes yeah, a bit longer yeah. to, to understand. I mean, he's a really smart kid, really, really clever kid. But it's just certain situations where you notice it. And, and he, he does these funny things where he'll just, he'll be sat around the table and he'll just go, <laughs> you know, yeah, just yeah. make these kind of funny noises. Yeah, but we just, we're just used to it. But to someone, yeah, you know, it's, and we, we've always like brought him up to, to be respectful and, you know, yeah, he's yeah. not treated any different to the other kids. Oh, yeah. But there's just certain That's, situations you can't, you can't force them to stop no, doing yeah. these things, can you? And that's why you don't want to treat them differently because then they'll ask you, you know, why are you treating me like this and, you know, someone else like this. But, I mean, as I said, school was kind of, for me, felt the most normal because I was just with the same people that were all routine. But then when I was going, like I said, sleepovers, or if I was going an hour away from home, I would just panic and be like, and I need to go. I couldn't, I actually was probably in S2 in the secondary school until I first went on a bus and trained myself, you know, and that's, like you said, with the maturing, I wasn't getting, like, I wasn't as mature as my other friends. I was still, like, I stepped on a bus. I should be doing that at, like, 12, 13, like, 11 years old, you know, but it was just, that's how I kind of, you know, did things in my head. And but anyway, and into the academy was really hard because none of them had the support that, like, I needed. You know, they were still kind of, no one was really clued up. Up here it's a lot better now isn't it like yeah, i think now uh, there's a lot more help available yeah it's miles better now than it was when when i was leaving school that's when it was getting good but like when i went into the academy they just you know they just threw me into with the classes and just like you know kind of get on with it and like teachers didn't know what like why you're acting like this why you got your head down why you know you're doing all your like signs and stuff i was just panicking big time so then i kind of dropped out of school from my like s2 till 
as free. And I think like for a year, I was just going into school gradually, you know, doing two or three set like sessions a week. And uh, it was more PE. I mean, people with additional needs always have that thing they excel in. You know, like there's a really thing that they're really good at, and there's a thing that they kind of lack behind a lot of others. You know, so I was excelling at physical education. I mean, anything with a ball. Like if it was cricket, rugby, anything I could, like miles above anyone else. But then maths, I was like, oh, I couldn't even like add up. So that was kind of like people were wondering why I was so severe and like so good at one thing, so bad at others. So it was more until, so I went then, I was getting like then, then they started adding like additional, like additional needs support, like people. So I was getting support in classes and it was, I think it was when I was, 14, I kind of just said to the teacher, I want to tell my friends and the school that I've got, you know, additional needs. And I did that. And see, when I did that, then the relief off my shoulders, it was the best thing I've ever done in my life. Because yeah. in my head, I thought, oh, they're just, they're going to think I'm different. They're not going to, they're going to betray me. They're, you know, all these things I've done, they're just going to think, are oh, you? But since I said that, they understood, you know, that's why I left class. That's why, you know, didn't do this, didn't do that. And, that was probably the best. The thing is, if they're proper friends, they're gonna they're gonna support yeah, yeah. you and help, aren't they? Even the whole school. I mean, that was the best kind of day in school. Like at my football club, everybody understood. You know why? I had my head down. So uh, the support from that day was just amazing. They just treated me as a normal person, and that's what I just done. So they just left it at that. And then the teachers started kind of believing, like in me, and kind of knew kind of how to work with my problems as well. But and even in like. Even that transition from that day to like, I found it easier going from the academy to college because I had that extra support then. And then as soon as I left, I think 15, 16 turn, and then that was when I kind of had to go into the big bad world, you know. And like a lot of people said to me, like, I wouldn't get married, I wouldn't get a job, and I wouldn't like succeed in like life. And that's kind of stuck with me because that's what I wanted to kind of do was, I mean, I was, I think, the second person in my family to get married and move out. And then, well, I was like, I got a job at like 17 years old and then now I'm a professional strawman. So it was kind of a quick kind of, it escalated quickly, but it was like worth it, you know, so. Oh, you've done amazingly well, mate. Just, just out of interest, what was your job before you did strongman? I've never well, asked so, you before. Yeah, my, so my latest job was like, I was a security on construction sites and that, but I've done like labouring, I worked on the railway tracks and everything, you know, so. So when, was, were, uh, when, when were you able to go full-time as a strongman? I uh, was so, was it uh, a, year, a year and a half ago? I think it was. So it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, so it's good. It's it's really, and I've I've said this to lots of people now because it really has been hard to do strongman full time. And you know, yeah. when when I was sort of starting out, I had three jobs when I started strongman. People yeah. people like look at me, they go, "Oh, you're so lucky. You could, you were a professional <laughs> strongman." They have no nah. idea, you know. Nah, yeah. But. I think for, for, for the guys that are talented enough, it, it's just amazing if you can do it. You know, when you look at other sports, I'm not saying it's everything because there's plenty of athletes out there that can't go full time. But the, the, the time and commitment that we put in, and it's a hard sport. It's not, no, it it's not an easy sport. It is really I mean, hard. I, when I, it was, I just kind of phoned, I was just sitting in the office one day and phoned Sinead saying, Look, I'm, quit. I've come, I'm coming home today. And she was like, no, you're not. You're not leaving that office. And I put my badge down and walked out and didn't look back because... You know, it was when I was re it was when I was watching that Eddie Hall documentary how he kind of just threw his life at strongman. And I was like, 
I'm a young boy, you know, I can fall back and stuff if I if it doesn't work out and and that's what I did and has kind of like I said excelled quickly since then. I, so. I, I never like telling people this because it's it's not the best advice, but like I was the same. I mean I got I I was I had a job and I had, to, I had a few jobs when I was starting off. My, one of my first worlds, they wouldn't let me go to worlds. <laughs> so <Yeah>. I quit. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, I quit. You know, yeah. I, was so, I was so driven on being the best strong man that no, I could no, be. No, no. And I think if you want to be good at something, you have to have that drive. You have to, uh, yeah, you do. I mean, you have to work, be really... Working, working affection, it was a fit. I mean, because I was, like, the jobs I had before were so active, you know, and sitting in an office 12 hours a day was mentally like just I, there's nothing you I mean, can do you know, so. i mean it's important to get the the balance right because there's a lot of people that are starting out that yeah, yeah. will hear us say this and they'll be quitting their jobs and trying to do strongman <laughs> yeah, you know that, and yeah. you have to understand that tom and myself had both got to a high level eddie had got to a high level you know all these guys yeah, yeah. that have managed to go pro you get to a high level first you don't yeah. you know you're not first day in the gym thinking right i'm quitting work now i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna do strongman full time yeah, yeah. You've, you've got to prove that you're going to be good enough. You know, it was clear yeah, to see. Yeah. I mean, you, I'd compete at five World Strongest Man contests before, ever, before I went full-time doing Strongman. Mm. And, yeah, yeah. You know, and it, it, make, it made a difference. It, it kind of, you know, I was able to commit more to my training, my recovery. You know, I ended up winning Europe's, uh, a few other big titles. We've seen, the, the, you know, the improvements with yourself, making the final of Worlds, breaking world records now, and the progress that we've seen in yourself, and, and Luke as well, since he's been able to... Yeah, to Luke's been... But you, mean, have, you, have, you can still get to a very high level working full-time and, and doing everything else. And then if you do prove that you can get good enough, then definitely go for it. Because like yeah, you say, I mean, what, what age are you now, Tom? 26. So you've got, you got plenty of time you can kind of, you know, yeah, yeah. If, if worst case happens, you can get a proper job and stuff. But yeah, you're only going to get this opportunity once to, to be the best strong man in the world. So go for it, mate. Do it. Yeah, definitely, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> so talk, talking about best strong man in the world, who do you feel are your biggest opposition, kind of, you know, that, that are going to be a bit of a challenge to get past over the next couple of years? Uh, well, Kalikowski's the main one because I think he's the like, only kind of one that's not really that I've not beaten in, you know, the professional ranks. So I think him and obviously Martins, you know, Martins, uh, yeah, he turns it on at a competition big time, you know. He's so good at peaking when he needs to, isn't yeah, he? You can watch him in one comp and think he's pretty average, and yeah, then suddenly yeah. you'll, you'll see him at World's Strongest Man and he's unbelievable. No, nah, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like Santa Monica, you know, when he was right down the table, then. Arnold, he was good, but now it's, I mean, yeah, I think it's those two are the biggest ones. I mean, now Forge kind of out the picture. You know, obviously Brian Shaw as well. Brian, uh, he obviously he's... Brian's always going to be a threat. He's such a... <laughs> and now he's back with Nathan as well. I mean, what Nathan's doing for me, and if Nathan's won five World Strongest Man titles with Brian, and geez, that's, that's scary to think that Brian's back with him. So, yeah, it's going to be another big guy after, is going to look out for this year, definitely, right, so... Yeah. What about um, younger guys coming up? Have you seen any youngsters that impress you? Because it's, it's, you're, you're always talked about as the youngster, but what, what are you now? 20, 25? 26. So you're getting on, man. You're getting on. You're not, as, you're not a baby anymore. <laughs> a few years ago, I was doing the juniors. I mean, uh, I kind of like that Lee, Lee Crocker, is it? You know, you're, yeah, I mean, he's come up with me and trained and, uh, you know, we, we keep in touch with each other, you know, and he's I've seen him. Stronger. Yeah, I mean, he has, potential as well I think it's a mind that kind of lets him down I mean uh, you know he doesn't really believe in himself as much as he should so I think when he gets that nailed on the head 
he's going to kind of move through the ranks quick as well. And he's a big boy. Like, he's he looking... Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's getting uh, strong. I've, I've yeah, and uh, I don't really know many other juniors. Just, I think the guy that won... It's, it's quite funny because, just sorry to interrupt you, but when I was in, when I was in your position, if you like, you know, you know, I was just on the way up. I never looked behind me. Yeah. <laughs> I was only focused on like the Marius Pudjanovskis, the Zagrinis, <laughs> Brian Shaws. You know, that that was where the focus was. I didn't care who was coming up from behind. Some some annoying guy called Eddie Hall sort of crept on my shoulder and overtook me. <laughs> but you do you have that those blinkers. You, you you're focused on your your end result. And but I think you, there is a lot more. Uh, like youngsters, even in Scotland, I mean, you know, there's there's a lot more youngsters coming up in the sport because it's a you know a worldwide sport, a world-known sport now. And you know, we're building this gym to kind of help the up-and-coming people. You know, so hopefully, I've seen a few kind of youngsters from Scotland that aren't on the map yet, or not even at the junior kind of ranks, but they're making big progress. You know, and hopefully they'll stick to it and see what they have as a potential instead of them. Well, you, yourself and Luke are just going to bring the whole standard up in Scotland massively. You know, there's, I, I said to Luke last week, but not, not being disrespectful to the Scottish lads, but 10 years ago, whichever the Scottish lad was that turned up at Brits, no one really worried about them. Yeah, yeah. Now, whereas now, you, two guys getting on the podium, you had John Pollock who's competing, you know, mid-table. Yeah, doing. Yeah. He, he's got some brilliant events. Yeah. Um, you guys had um, Scott Milne up training with you the other day and he was hitting PBs. Yeah, so, you know, it's great. I think, everybody, I think everybody drives off us as well, you know, because, like, I mean, we've been to Scotland the last three, four years and you can see that every year is getting more competitive, you know, because everybody wants that title and it's pushing and pushing and pushing and it's like, it's, it's scary how close it's getting now, you know. We have to work harder than we thought we would. So. Well, it's, it, I came up and watched the Scottish last year. And obviously, yeah, you, yeah. And, you and Luke are head and shoulders above the rest. Yeah, yeah. But I, expe I expected the rest to be quite a low standard. But it wasn't. There were yeah, yeah. some, some awesome performances, yeah. you know, all, all round. Like guys lifting three, four, uh, 380, 400 kilo deadlifts. You know, there was impressive numbers being yeah, good. Really good. Yeah, you guys are, are doing a good job up there. And I know you've got your gym now, which you're, you know working from and you've got youngsters coming in to train so that that stuff is all yeah, fingers crossed it'll blow up in the next year or so like and hopefully there's more of us coming on the scene you know <laughs> yeah so obviously we don't really we have we've got no definites at the moment i wanted to because i've, I've asked everyone you know if they've if you, the guys that compete in if, if you've heard much about world's strongest man I, I guess you haven't still is it just still uh i'm just going by what i see online i mean i've heard Absolutely nothing. Um, but I'm just trying to. I'm just going to start training. You know, like I'm going to it. That's kind of what I'm doing until until I get the yes or no. I'll just keep in my head that I'm going, and uh, until I see otherwise. Then. But now I've been, not heard. Has absolutely. it been disappointing for you not being able to do like the arena shows this year? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it has. I'm after Britain's obviously. That you know that that's the first one. That's the, my favourite one is Britain's. Yeah. So the buzz off that is good. So. I was kind of ready to go again, and uh, Europe's would have been a really good one to be at as well. But yeah, I've missed. I'm so, missing. There were so many this year. There was Europe. There was the um, yeah. uh, Albert Hall. Albert Hall. Hall. That was going to be awesome. Yeah. You know, the Manchester. It's 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 a shame. But yeah, because doing doing world records in our gym is not even not the same. Even at Arnold's, I mean, you know, it was good being there, but you know, there's only a few you know a few people shouting at you so it just feels like a training session at the end because of the, day. The, Ar the Arnold's was just at the start of the lockdown yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, we were flying over and we got told that 
no record breakers would be on and I was like wow, while you're on the plane you know, halfway, and halfway there you know so and then we got told it was going to be on and we kept getting told it wasn't so it was a luckily it was on so well let's keep our fingers crossed that Worlds does happen um, if, if it does what's the goal this year at Worlds uh, it's top three is would be the goal I mean I think I'm capable of it just you know I, I'm putting a lot of stone training on Instagram and Facebook but behind that I've been hitting big kind of big numbers on deadlifts and definitely my squats improving my uh, I mean my, my weakness in my grip and I've been hitting that twice a week and I'm getting uh, a lot of kind of exercise on my fingers and stuff so yeah I'm trying to prove that I hopefully top three would be a, a, sh a good goal for me this year and then push on you know I don't want to say I'm going to win it because you know there's obviously Kalikowski Martin Shaw but I've got a good chance of being up there with the top three again I mean, from last year I mean like you know if I didn't muck up the grip and got a bit higher on the squat you know I could have been there yeah. last year you know so it's kind of just in my eyes as well the events kind of that's the thing. We, we don't know the events yet. So that, that always is a, is a big factor. I've, I've mentioned that before when, say, you, Luke and, say, Bish are competing against each other. Yeah, you can yeah. all beat each other with different events. Yeah. If they're stone yeah. and loading, I'll take that any day of the week. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've, I've been unfortunate to go against you in the stones a few too many yeah. times now. <laughs> but, um, I mean, we, we've had a few good comps, you know, yeah, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. on the way up. I remember over in... Um, uh, well, Dalton, the ultimate one for Jake Clay and Ross. That was one of my first. That was a good yeah, one. Yeah, and you did fantastic on that as yeah, well. Was it fourth or something like that? You ended up fourth with? or fifth. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. That was that was when people really kind of got yeah, so that was a cool on one the that scenes. Yeah, that was yeah. good. We we had a good battle at the UKs, and I yeah, yeah, to, to be honest, I, I, I'll be honest, and I'll, I'll say this you know openly to you. I think at that time you weren't as mentally strong as you are now. No, I, th I think mentally I broke you in that competition. <laughs> <laughs> I think no, physically, physically you were good enough to compete. But no, no. like I said, when you, when you had that, um, that poor performance in Britain, that was the one, it was either going to be make or break. And you came no, back and honestly, you know, I, I really do believe you can go all the way, mate. You've, no, um, yeah, I definitely, like I said, I definitely needed something like, negative to happen to me in the sport. And that was kind of the best time for it to happen to me was I was still kind of, 22, 23, I think at the time as well. So I was kind of just making my name, and yeah, like I said, that's the best time. I'd rather it happen then and happen now, and you know, just yeah. go down. So. so before before I let you go, right? I'm I'm from the south. I want to know what a jobby is. <laughs> a jobby. It's it's a poo basically. <laughs> you guys are always going about your jobby. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right, who who, just, who does the worst jobbies? You or Luke? Uh, that's a close one. Um, but, I mean. <laughs> I'm. I think me right now because I'm just. I'm heavier, heavier than Luke, and just eating more than Luke right now. So it's me definitely. What What are you weighing right now? Actually, the biggest, uh, heaviest I've ever been. I'm one seven five on the dot. So, yeah. uh, like in Dubai, I was one seven four, and that was big. But I wasn't comfortable. You know, like my face, everything was just big. I was statically strong, but yeah, one seven five point one right now. So have Have you got an ultimate weight you're trying to get to, or are you just gonna see how your body performs? Uh, I'm just. I'm going to push, because of this world, there's 300k, 4k stone needs. I need body weight behind me. So I'm going to try and just push as kind of hard as I can for this and then come down a wee bit for worlds because I, I perform better when I'm maybe 173, 174, you know, statically. And uh, moving is good. But for the stone, I want to get as big and 
I need to get the gut. I've got the gut now, you know. So. <laughs> Don't get the gut. You're supposed to be one of the pretty boys. <laughs> oh, you've got you've got the frame that you can really you can still. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some people. I would never advise someone around six foot trying to get to to one eighty kilos. But you're yeah, what are you six nine? Six nine, yeah, yeah. You're, so. you're a big boy, you, and you've got those long yeah. arms that that you know you, you can still fill out that frame a little bit. Yeah, I think definitely. maybe another ten kilos, you're going to start looking like Thor and just. Kind of dominating everything. That would be good. Like, that would be good if that could happen. <laughs> well, you, you, you've, you know, you've, you've got that same kind of physique. You're, you're big, but you're athletic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, That's you, why you, I want to keep. I don't want to. I don't want to get big and slow and you know, like start getting flat foot and stuff. I just want to keep my kind of fitness in it. You know, that's where, that's where like I can get a lot of points in like the, my static stuff down a wee bit. You know, like it's, that's where I can use everything to an advantage. So. Like you've seen at world, you know, loading stones. It's, you know. So you've got, um, you've got world's strongest man is the goal to win. You've got the, the stone. Have you got any other kind of your sights on any other contests that you'd like to win, like the Arnold's or the deadlift yeah. record or anything like that? Uh, Arnold, I just want to kind of win. I want to win Britain's, Europe's, Arnold's. Uh, I want to get greedy and kind of... If win I can, everything. You know, yeah, whenever. I mean, even like, like the British log record. I mean, my log's gone. Is surprisingly, my log's... The best, better, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I mean, I hit a two two ten the other night, and then wow. it's hitting like doubles at two hundred, and I don't know where it's come from. I'm just like, geez, you know, and that's kind of that's my you upper body. Keep, you can't take the log from Luke. Luke's got to have the um, one. <laughs> you know, like, you know, I'm just on YouTube. I'm saying I'm going to be the next guy who breaks the world record, you know, and stuff. <laughs> but now, I'm, I mean, it's just really the stone world record. That's kind of because of this lockdown. I think it's coming quicker than I thought it would. You know, obviously. I was I had my eyes set on the three hundred stone by the end of twenty twenty one. So to have it set on before the end of twenty twenty would be, be awesome. a big goal. And then after that I'd probably just focus on competing unless another lockdown comes I'll do another record hopefully. Well, ho- hopefully, hopefully that's not the case and we can focus no, hopefully on not, the- yeah. hopefully everything goes back to normal and strongman gets back to, you know, the crowds and the events. So that's what we need to see. I have enjoyed the record attempts and stuff like that. And there's a, there's a few things in the pipeline, but there's nothing better than a, than a live uh, British crowd screaming for yeah, you. people screaming your name. Yeah. <laughs> you, we were supposed to have a Giants live up in Scotland this year, weren't we? Yeah, October. Oh yeah, October. Yeah, October was meant to be happening, but I think that arena's getting used as a hospital or something now. So I. I, I can't see that happening anyway, so nothing's going to happen to them. Unfortunately, I can't see any of the, the, the live arena shows happening this no, year. No, Hopefully, no. maybe some outdoor kind of event can happen. I think Worlds, Worlds can definitely happen because they don't need the crowd. No, they don't so need the Hopefully, that will go ahead. I think we've just got to wait and see. But like you say, keep yourself ready. And, and yeah. as soon as you get that opportunity, smash it, my friend. Stay spicy. <laughs> Stay spicy, yes. I've, I've got to find my spicy top. I don't know where it is at the moment, but I'll, I'll look out for it for, for next time. Tom, thank you so much for joining us, buddy. No Just very quickly, oh, it's, it's a pleasure to have you, mate. Um, where can people find you on social media? Uh, they can find me at Instagram at Tom Stoltman Official, Facebook at Tom the Albatross Stoltman, and yeah, those two, those two are the main ones, so yeah. And also make sure you follow the Stoltman Brothers on YouTube as well. I'll put a link down in the description below. Guys, I hope you've enjoyed our chat with Tom. He is definitely the future of British Strongman. I know there's um, Luke um, is kind of coming up below, but you're you're the man that's been around for a few years now. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you get on that podium very, very soon at World's Strongest Man. Thank you very much and take care.
Cheers, mate. Guys, Cheers. please remember to like, share and subscribe to the channel and we'll catch you soon.